Hey everyone, Chris from the Dumb Marks Podcast here, kicking off Twitter Spaces Tuesday. Every Tuesday, Sophia V, host of Vocal Minds, and I create a Twitter Spaces room and discuss the latest wrestling topics with you, the wrestling fans. So let's just dive into the Twitter Spaces and join in. Hey Eli, how you doing? I was like, you know what? Let's just see what the Dumb Marks Podcast is doing. I hope you're having a great day, man. Doing great so far. That worked out perfect timing. Then, if you're getting ready to start one too, <laughs> great timing. We got Sophia in here. What's going on? How are you? I got to tell you, I, I I'm not shocked about the Stone Cold Steve Austin not being in a match, just being in an angle on the Kevin Owens show. I'm not shocked, and shockingly, I think it's the right move because if they were gonna go with a match with Stone Cold Steve Austin. I I don't know I, I we don't know we don't know what condition his neck is in we don't there's a lot of variables especially with him being up in age and from, away from the ring for so long but and I, I, why risk it when you could just have the same impact that same pop without him possibly getting hurt I totally agree man I I think that this is definitely the better direction to go and with him you know I think. I, whenever I heard that, you know, he was coming back for a match, that was the first thing I thought of his age and his neck and his knees, everything, you know, he, he's had enough time off if he's had to have surgery to repair anything to, to do it. But, you know, I, I'd rather see him just be safe and be careful out there. And all everybody wants to see is, you know, drink some beer, chug some beer, like, uh, do a stunner on KO, you know, flip the bird a little bit. That's all they want to see. So I think, I think we can do that. No, no problem. Definitely agree. I'm just inviting people. Don't mind me. I'm just like pinging people in the room. So take your time. Dumbmark's podcast. What was your thoughts on AEW Revolution? I really liked Revolution uh, for the most part. Um, you know, AEW doesn't come without their their issues too, and I think one of my biggest issues with AEW in the main event was there's too many times where you get beaten down and beaten down, and beaten down, and then the person that just got beaten down pops right back up like nothing happened to them, and then beats the other person down, and there's like so much back and forth with that that especially in the ending, it's like how do you how are you at like no power and then all of a sudden can come back and, and win the match. And I that that was my, that was my biggest complaint of the event, but it's also been a complaint of mine for AEW for a little bit. It's not the first time they've done it, but what did you think of the pay-per-view? Well, you know, I'm the biggest AEW mark that lives in the Midwest. So, I mean, I, for me, it was a 10 out of 10 show. Every match, even matches that were on the buy-in, I, I thought I wouldn't be interested in the match with House of Black, the match with freaking um, uh, at first I didn't wasn't feeling Eddie Kingston versus Chris Jericho. That made me turn around completely. The trios match with Andrade and Sammy Guevara that ended up being one of my favorite matches of the night. And of course, CM Punk and MJF, the story that they told, I think that's wrestling storytelling at its peak and highest. For me, it was a 10 out of 10. But uh, going back to your main event uh, about Hangman Adam Page and Adam Cole, I think they really play off of what we've seen before. We've seen Adam Cole have a match with Kyler Rising and he was in NXT just, just come killing each other. 
We've seen Hangman Page just get he's been getting bloodied and just taking like anything that comes his way and just keep getting back up. So when it comes to that, I think it's more of the we've seen these guys go through hell. That match was just a regular one on one main event. So of course, it's like I get that in the storytelling wise, but it does get like to the point where you're like, okay, like this has got to be the the finish. This has got to be the finish, and I I think that is something that AEW needs to be careful of. Definitely agree. I I, I will say, like you brought up the trios match, that was probably the match going in that I thought not interested in. This will probably be like my bathroom break of the night. And I was really surprised how well that match turned out. I, like I really, I was into it. I enjoyed it. I, I think when it comes to AEW, since they've only got four big pay per views per year, they have to. If you don't bring it out like the best, it's, and, and in a way, it's kind of like like wrestle, like meeting that WrestleMania caliber match. You have to pull out all the stops because this is the the spot where you're going to get the most eyes on. This is where it counts the pay-per-view pay-per-view buys. So as for me, I th- if that's the way they're going to go about it, that's going to work in their benefit. We had some other people in the room. Anybody else want to say what they thought if they watched AEW Revolution, what they thought of it? Good, the bad? Um, I see. I, I thought the pay-per-view was great. Like the buy-in, all three matches of the buy-in match were, were great. For me, I just felt like the pay per view was just way too long. Like there, I mean, there, like Don Callis coming out, like we really didn't need that. Like that could have been safe for like Dynamite, you know. But you know, going to like like main event, um, I mean, it's it's typical stuff that we normally would see on an indie show. Like they already know the crowd that they have. Like they already know their market audience of just giving us like this indie feel rather than what we see, like say like on WWE where it's just more of a entertainment um, match than anything else, you know, but the whole card in general was great because they just gave us what we wanted. We just wanted nothing but wrestling action from beginning to end. It, it definitely delivered with that, man. I mean, I I pretty much enjoyed the show from start to finish. It was just minor things that I didn't like, like when um I forgot who was swinging a ladder, and then people just stood around and just like waited to get hit by the ladder. That part I didn't like. I didn't like Layla Hirsch beating Chris Statlander. Like I get it, it's somebody fresh in the title picture, but at the same time, it's kind of like that should not be happening. But uh, other than that, I enjoyed it, and I didn't care how long it was because I paid fifty dollars for it. So I feel like I got my money's worth. I think that's the best thing. If you can say that you got your money's worth out of it, then it's money well spent. Pretty much. And that was Orange Cassidy with the ladder. He was trying to he was pulling his yeah. uh, Terry Funk used to do that in ECW too. Yeah, it kind of like that. Kind of like, oh, all right, come on. It's kind of like embarrassing because. They're just waiting around to get hit. That it just threw me off. But other than that, just like small shit, I enjoyed it. I felt like it was worth every penny, and I don't mind it. <clears throat> if everything is great. Then I don't mind it being long. Uh, just to go back on your uh, Layla Hirsch thing, she did not win clean, and the heated rivalry that they have been 
having. Uh, I remember Chris Statlander made a comment about like her, she shouldn't have been adopted. So Layla yeah, Hirsch. Huh? See, see, with AEW booking, ninety eight percent of the time they always get it right. But when they get it wrong, it's always so left field that it pisses me off. Like when Matt Hardy beat Orange Cassidy and just like shit like that. It's just like I get like it. It, it doesn't matter how she won. It's kind of like Chris Lat. To me, I feel like the top women in AEW are Thunder Rosa, Britt Baker. <clears throat> Jamie Hayter and Chris Dowler. Those four right there, I feel like those you could build your division around those women. Layla Hirsch, she's cool and all, but I don't know where she's gonna be in a couple years. It's just kinda like, come on now. Well, you said it a little earlier. They you can't have like the same people just continually winning. And we, we know Chris Statlander can go. We know Chris Statlander is eventually gonna win the title. We don't yeah, we, that's we're the, unsure that's the about thing. Layla Hirsch. We're unsure, like, like you just said it. We're unsure where she's gonna go. They're gonna have to give her wins. They're gonna have to give her moments. She, they just gave her a heel. She's heel right now. They gave her a heel moment, and she cheated to win. But so that's the only, thing. Only advances her as a heel. That's the thing. Everybody is, is anticipating Chris Allen to the dethrone Jade, but it's like how are you gonna think, justify? So. That's that's just you know that's the consensus. Consensus. Everybody thinks that Chris Allen is gonna dethrone Jade eventually, but it's kind of like okay, like how are you gonna justify that if like Jade has been booked as a beast and then Statlander just beats her? It's like, come on now, like she just lost to well, Rosa Hirsch. So well, they, they just they just kind of fixed that with their booking because now it's Thunder Rosa versus uh, Layla Hirsch. So if Chris Statlander would have won that match. She would have probably went for the AEW World title or Women's title. Yeah, but that's so the thing because she lost that match. Yeah, Chris Statlander is pretty much projected towards Jade now. But my whole thing is like I could I could live with Thunder Rosa beating uh, Statlander. Like, like I get it because like I feel like Thunder Rosa is under Brit in my opinion. I know a lot of people are high on Brit, but that's another story. But I feel like. I'll be okay with it, but it's kind of like Layla Hirsch is just being thrown in there, and it's just like with AEW, they kind of get it. Not kind of, but they get it, like who people like, who people don't like. It's like Layla Hirsch, I just – she's she's good. I'm not saying she's bad. It's just like I'm not interested in her, so I, I kind of just don't like things being forced on us. Well, she's a heel, so you're not supposed to like her. But I get what you no, mean. No, 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 no. I'm not talking about – like, oh, I don't like her because she's a hill. I just, even when she was a baby face, I didn't like her. Like, she's cool on Dark, but as far as, like, on Dynamite and Rampage, it's like, ugh. I feel you. She's still new, and I'm hoping they somehow get that con money to get Kurt Angle, like, to come in to help, like, help be a manager That's or something. Since he's not doing anything. That's not going to happen. He's been turning them down for <clears throat> for years already. Well, and Eli, I think you brought up a really good point. Like, I've heard so many people say that that Statlander-Hirsch match was probably the best women's match of the entire night. And so, you know, yes, I, I agree, Layla. A lot of people don't know her. A lot of people don't like her. And maybe after that finish, you don't know where exactly you fall. But, like, people are talking about that match. And that's the whole point. She's getting a moment. She's getting an opportunity. And, you know, whether you like her or you don't, I think they're they're starting to try to groom more women talent that 
you're not familiar with that aren't See, already names. And I understand that. Like I, I like my biggest complaint of AEW was the women, and like I used to get attacked for it. Like, oh, they need time to build the division. It's like, it's been three years already. Like, how much more time do they need? But it's kind of like, yeah, I understand. Like, it's, it's a fresh person and it's like on uh, in a title picture. Cool. But it's like, they will sign like the top men for like the uh, as far as free agents. But when it comes to women, they're like very hesitant with who they sign. It's kind of like, I, from what I understand, it's like about. 80 to 90 men in AW and there's only like 20 to 30 women is like come like like they're to me it feels like it feels like they're like well they don't really have anybody so let's just throw Layla Hirsch in there it's like there's so many free agents that you could sign and you're just like not pulling the trigger like I don't understand it when they first started they wanted to be heavy New Japan you know women but because of the pandemic, they had to obviously backtrack with all that. So they had plenty of women to go and, uh, you know, go after. But the pandemic kind of fucked them there. Well, to be fair, like uh, when they first started, they scooped up all the men that they could. The women, it was very limited. Uh, from what I understand, the person who, who uh, runs Stardom, he doesn't want anything to do with AEW, so they, they can't form a partnership. There was very limited women, and, you know, I think around 2021, 20, that's when they, like, they hit, you know, they hit their stride. And 2022, they had more momentum. But it's like, now it's like no excuses. Like, there's so many women that's out there that's been released or just coming on the scene. It's like, what are they waiting for? Like, I just don't get it. And, like, when Tony Khan is asked about certain things, he'll just like, "Oh yeah, yeah, we, we you know, we plan on you know, expanding the 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 women's division." It's like, bruh, it's like not happening. Well, the, the women's division is still a work in progress. It's come a long way, and you have to account that they've made progress. That yeah, but listen, listen. I don't want to cut you off. I don't want to cut you off. Well, but you are. Then. How many times do we always say that? Like, from 2019 to 2020, I mean 2021, the beginning of 2021. I I get that. Oh yeah, you know it's a work in progress. I used to say that. But then it's like it got it got it's, it's to a point where it's like, okay, like how many more years do we have to wait? You know what I mean? There's women out there, so it's like it's kind of like I don't want to hear no disrespect, but it's like I like not towards you, but I'm saying in general, like I don't want to hear. Well, it's a work in progress. It's progress, like bro, like what are we waiting for? Well, I'll say this, man. It took a long time for WWE to even start a women's division when they had when they and I'm talking about way way back in the day. So if you're talking about like how long does it take to make something, it takes as long as it needs to for no, it to no, be. No. Great. It yeah, does. Yeah, but that's the thing. No, you just said it's a three-year company. WWE has a 20-year lead on AEW. Not, not to say that this involves WWE at all, but it takes time to get something right. No, but the to mindset the is right different. Way. The to, mindset well, is very different. It's, it's, not, it's not. It's, it's to do yeah. it the right way and anything. It takes time and no, it no, takes no, the right no. so, See, with Vince, is is, a, is diff- in AEW, 
it's very wrestling based. Like it's the quality of the what's in the ring. With Vince, it's how you look and how he could uh, present you. So it's very different. Like there's women out there who could go that could be signed today, and they just they're just not pulling the trigger. Like I just don't. I want to say so much, but for you, you'd have to check out my podcast. But but go ahead and continue. But that's but I'm saying like yeah, it's a work in progress. I used like I said, I used to say that all the time. But then it's it's to a point where it's like there's women out there. What are we doing? It's like at people are like to me. I'm a big Britt Baker fan. But I understand why people are like kind of tired of her because it's it's just like for the long for the longest time it was the Britt Breaker show and then this Thunder Rosa right there but she's not getting as many opportunities. It's kind of like there's women there. Well, like, who's, who's out there? Who, who's out there that you want AEW to sign right now? Who's out there? Tony Tony Storm. When she's able to sign, that's uh, they cannot miss on. Athena's another one as well. Like. Tony Storm's gonna go to Impact because her husband is a wrestler there. Yeah, that's see, that's my biggest, that's my biggest thing. I feel like Tony Storm is like tailor made for AEW, but I feel like Impact might t- might be able to sign her because of what you just yeah. said, and just I feel like they will feature her more than you know they would in AEW. I mean, Cassie it's kind of like there's pros and cons. Cassie Lee, Cassie but, Lee like still went to Impact, but obviously she's married to Sean Spears, so I think it, it is possible. Well, see, to be honest, they're more, they're more WWE yeah, yeah, that's style true. That's true. than AEW. Yeah, you know they're iconic. Like, they're never like went more, for like that big. Yeah, stuff, they? they're more character based than in ring yeah. So that makes sense why they went to Impact. But I don't know. Um, Back to Revolution, like like I said, I I paid fifty dollars for it. I'm not mad at it at, at all because I feel like it was worth it. Uh, I prefer it longer if I'm enjoying it. Go as long as you can go. Well, you you paid fifty dollars? longer than five hours. <laughs> I mean, I I didn't like to be honest. It went by like 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 that. Yeah, for real. Me. Like I felt um like I, I like I saw a lot of the complaints online about the length. But it was the same length as All Out, right? It was the same length as All Out. And then, oh, yeah. Like it, it, in my opinion, this pay-per-view was better than Full Gear. Because when I was watching Full Gear live, I did feel around the midpoint, like, this is dragging a bit. Especially around the Cody match and the Britt Baker Tyconti match. There was bits where I was, especially over here in the UK, it was like 3 a.m. So I was falling asleep a bit. But with this with this one, like, it was so different. There, was, there wasn't, like, there wasn't really a single bit on the card where I'm thinking, okay, this is going a bit long now. Like it just it, you know it breezed it by because it was just so I enjoyable. I think it was the crowd, because like um, full gear in the beginning they were hype and then they died out at a certain point. I think it was around the and Cody tag match they just completely went silent. Yeah, like it was around a couple matches and then mm. the main event they woke up. Yeah, but I feel like this crowd was like they were lit through the whole mm. show and it like it got you invested into it where like you didn't feel like. Oh, it's dragging. No. You know what I mean? Like, I, yeah, I didn't feel like any of the matches really dragged on as as much as it did in Full Gear. Yeah. I, I completely uh, agree with what your uh, comment on Full Gear. Yeah, I remember especially, like, I think the main one for me on Full Gear, just looking back at it now, like, I remember, I mean, I think FTR Lucha Brothers was, like, the second match on the card that I remember thinking in that one. I think that was, like, 22 minutes or something. Like, I'm like, I think they learned the lesson from Full Gear because even though I love AW pay-per-views, sometimes they mm. do 
some of the matches go long for going long's sake. And I think they, they didn't do that here. Like, er, Eddie Jericho was 13 minutes, and it, like it's all it had to be. It was a great match. And, like, the uh, the tag match, like they could have easily stretched that out a long time, and they didn't. So, like, it felt like they, were, they kept the matches to the lengths that they should have been, and they didn't really take the piss, which I think that's the main reason we didn't really feel that always is going long is because none of the matches specifically went too long. Yeah, I'm going to be honest. When they started off with Eddie and Jericho, I was like, oh, no. And then he got this... dumped around his fucking head. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, like, this like, is... Genuinely, I was watching it live, and my first reaction was, shit, like, is Jericho okay? <laughs> like, I thought, yeah. I thought Jericho had landed on his head, and like that was not supposed to happen, but then it was supposed to happen. And it's like, it was a hell of a way to get you into the match. That was a straight-up classic Japanese-style match. Uh, Was was this... So, I had this conversation with a friend from work. So, between this and Cody, like, I think these were Jericho's best matches since 2019. Like, I think this was definitely Jericho's best match since since the Cody match. I've heard it. I've heard it's the best one since um, Jericho versus Kenny Omega. I mean, I... I'd agree with that. I'd agree with that. Like to refer to Jericho, like if if, if anyone like were looking at my tweets from like late last year, like I I I was hating on Jericho. Like I, I was tired yeah, of him. Too. I was saying the dude needs to go, and then to refer to the guy, he came back absolutely shredded, and he, he's put over Kingston huge. Like and it was a really good match. So like Jericho, he proved us all wrong. Yeah, to be honest, uh, when like I said, when they started off with uh, Jericho versus uh, Kingston, I'm like, yeah, this is a mistake. Like, I don't know, Jericho, he hasn't been great in the ring the last mm. couple years. But honestly, it was actually a pretty good match. He really impressed me. I'm still. Did you guys, I'd be did down you guys not like the uh, Nick Gage match? Uh, for what yeah, it was, I liked it for what it was. But like, as far as like quality is like. Ugh. I think it was good mainly because we it was more the spectacle of seeing yeah. Jericho in a death match on TV, rather than because it was a specifically great match. It was yeah. more like the moment was kind of cool because we're seeing a death match live on television in the main event of a dynamite with Jericho, rather than specifically great match. But I, I do remember the um, the MJF main event he did with Dynamite was really good, like with the Fifth Labor. I remember really enjoying that. So in the big matches, Chris still delivers. It's just he doesn't have many of them. What's everyone's thoughts on William Regal being on the leash? You were breaking up a little bit, Eli. I couldn't understand that. Mm. So, well, what was, uh, so what? it was kind of a revolution. What were you guys' match in the night? Uh, for, me, the Bucks, for me, it just had to be Punk MJF. For me, it was the Bucks versus uh, Jurassic Express and uh, Red mm. Dragon. Yeah, I mean, I'm just on that on that match for a second. You know, I'm I'm usually not a big fan of the um, freeway tag match where there's two people in the ring. Mm-hmm. But for this, like, I remember when they first did it, I'm thinking this could be a mistake here. But then it, it just works so well because like the people who have been saying like the Bucks don't know how to tell stories, like, come on, man, like this this match alone proves them wrong. Like the Bucks are like, like the Bucks on pay per view just don't miss. Like, yeah, they don't. Yeah, to be honest. The match that surprised me that I thought was going to be like a train wreck that I scoffed, I scoffed at was the um, Andrade, Darby Allen, mm. Allen, Sammy Guerrero match. Yeah. I mean, going into thought... everyone was saying that that shouldn't have been on the pay per view, but it was. Yeah, like, me too. It, it was really, <laughs> if it was me, 
I would have probably put that match after the Britt Baker match. But like it, it, it was, it was, it was basically what it was. Is empty calories, right? It was, it was basically just here's a mad spot first, get the crowd alive for the main event, and it did the job perfectly. Like it did. Though, it, someone it needs to remind Sting. Someone needs to remind Sting. He's sixty two. <laughs> I think yeah, that one was definitely a sleeper. Yeah, yeah I thought it yeah. would be terrible. I, like, mm. I it was on my list. I, I didn't expect it to be as good as it was. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I didn't expect it to be terrible, but I felt like the main thing going in was I would have much rather seen the House of Black match here rather than on the pre-show. But because um, I'm just gonna say it, like the House of Black, the TV stuff's kind of lame. But like as soon as they made that that entrance, I was like, okay, I'm hooked. But yeah, as as far as the Dar- Derby Sammy match went, eh, I would rather have seen the freeway, if I'm being honest. But they like. I don't mind the freeway being on Rampage because they've got to save some some big things for TV. No, I uh, I remember tweeting about it and people were mad at me, but uh, I felt like the three-way should have been on the pay-per-view and that uh, tornado tag match should have been on I Rampage. But and it'll turn it out well, so I mean I can't complain about it anymore. But at the time, yeah, either way, like, we got we got both matches. I, I just I just hope now because Darby and Andrade did great in that match. I if Tony. If Tony Khan does not book Andrade versus Derby in a sort of singles, then I will rescind his Booker of the Year award. I mean, at this point, I, I don't even match. know if I want that match because I feel like Andrade's been taking too many pinfalls. Darby Allen has been I taking too Andrade many pinfalls. I think Andrade will win, to be honest. But at this point, like at least last year, like remember he, he lost to Punk, he lost to um, MJF. It kind of felt that they were telling the story of like, a Derby downward spiral since he lost the title. And they kind of stopped telling the story. So it would be cool if they start that again. Like, and then maybe Darby's the guy to beat MJF. Like, who knows? So, but I think Andrade beating Darby would be cool. Because, like, Andrade... Uh, so the first few months of his AEW run was dog shit, let's be honest. Um, yeah. Like, his debut sucked. But, like, ever since he started this and, and Darby feud, in the matches, he's been great. Like, the Sammy match was really good. The freeway was bonkers. And like he was protecting that freeway, like it took three finishes to kill him, and he was just manhandling them. So like this tells me, like I think Tony's like finally realized, yo, I have to do something on Andrade because this guy's really good. So, um, I can see them doing some more stuff with Andrade, and I hope they do. You know like, what? I actually have to disagree with that. I'm like, I don't know what Tony is doing with them because yes, he's being featured, but he's taking pinfalls left and right and it's kind of like we like to me i feel like he's over like him jose the assistant we love him but it's kind of like he's being featured he gets his spots but he's not like one of the main players when to me if you look if you walk into a room you see andrade you're like who the hell is that guy you gonna see a star it's kind of like i don't i don't know what's the thought process behind him taking these pinfalls Eli, I see your hands raised. Do you need you want to say something? Can you guys hear me? Uh, kind of. Yeah, a little bit. Okay. I was just going to say, I think that Andrade is not going to be going for the team to title. I think we might have lost you again. No, it's okay. Go ahead. <laughs> I think you got some bad connection. Uh, so, I, I agree with what you guys were kind of talking about with Andrade. Uh, going with another talent that seems like they've been really doing stuff with is Wardlow. You know, he 
he right. won the the face of the revolution ladder match at the pay-per-view and you know kind of turned his back on MJF it seems the same night uh do you see him winning the TNT title in, next week or wh- where do you see the future of Warman so. going I mean you know what I honestly hope so but I'm worried that because I I've seen it like I've seen it from a mile away. Yeah, Warlow was set up to win the ladder match, but I'm worried that Warlow is like on the brink of winning, and then they have MJF screw him some way, and it's kind of like I get mm-hmm. it because it's for the storyline purposes, but it's like no, we want we want Warlow to win the title, like because like yeah. everyone going in, we want to keep Lee to win, but then after MJF said. Uh, you might win the TNT title. Uh, like if you if you win the TNT title, I'll let you keep it. But you know that's not going to happen. After that, I've seen a lot of people say, including myself, like, yeah, Especially we want Warlow to win. Slam. Yeah. So I like when that happened. I'm like, okay, Warlow, kick his fucking ass. Yeah. So like, we want Warlow to win. We want him to win the, the title. You know, but be there. I yeah. feel like it's not going to happen just for no. the reason stated. So uh, I have an idea. So. So here's the thing, like Wardlow, like obviously Revolution was like the star making night for him. Like he won the ladder match, he looked great in that. And then like the the the, the heel turn, the the face turn on MJF was done so perfectly that I was like, oh, and he got the huge ass, he got the huge pop, right? So the thing is, I don't think MJF and Wardlow should feud because neither guy can lose. Like MJF just lost to Punk, which. Punk should have won that match as he did. MJF shouldn't have won that match. But MJF losing to Punk, especially if he's going to be the next world champion, he can't really lose to Wardlow. But at this point, Wardlow can't really lose either. And like, if you look at it in terms of like character motivations, like what reason would MJF have to want to pick a fight with Wardlow? Because he knows, like, and it's been kind of shown, like what, like MJF, like. He does not want Wardlow at all because he knows Wardlow would eat him for breakfast. And then Wardlow kind of like he's he's got his catharsism, right? He's just basically telling MJF like he, he walked out. He, he didn't go in the ring and powerbomb him. He just walked away. So if it was me, I would kind of keep these two separate for a while, like just have them go in their separate ways and then meet again for a title sometime. But so, you know what though? It's kind of like it's so many layers to like why they should pull the trigger and why they shouldn't pull the trigger for Maybe. like there's so many there's so many like for instance all right mjf's contract is up in 2024 warlow from what i understand his contract expires this year and i know they're going to want to renew it but you just never know he might leave and cody fucking I, left so who knows yeah like because wwe they desperately want him he's a big guy he fits their mold but it's also I think Wardlow like, already said in the interview, he's, he's not going to WWE. Yeah, but you you just never know. You never know. No. But David, um, I see your hands up. Do you want to say something? Yeah, I uh, just kind of wanted to hold on. Just kind of wanted to like agree, disagree with the whole Wardlow thing. Can you guys hear me? By the way, yeah. Yep. Yeah, you're good. Yeah, we can. Okay, okay. Just just because uh, I don't think I don't think it will hurt MJF if he lost to Wardlow. Because, I mean, how many times has he lost to big main event guys like Jericho and CM Punk? I don't think it's going to hurt anything uh, in the long run. MJF's going to be MJF, and people are still going to love to hate him. Uh, 
I mean, yeah, but maybe like, it's just my opinion. I, I mean, I, I just, will say this: in every single MJF lost his. He's been protected in some way. Like the loss to Jericho, he had the win, and then it was reversed. And then the loss to Punk was a dog collar match with Wardlow turning. And like in every in every one of his big losses, like he's been protected. So I don't know how they do that with Wardlow, but like the idea I have is that you can hold off an MGF feud. And instead, you can have basically Wardlow just kill shit. Like, if if you want to have Wardlow not win the TNT title, use Sean Spears. Don't use MJF. Hold on, wait. That, like, that's a, that's one of the Sean things Spears, I was going to actually really? point out was uh, you could have him win the title and then MJF kind of, you know, and have him win the title with no fuck-ups, no, no fuckery. Hold and on, then, And then have MJF kind of call him out for not assisting him you know, from last pay-per-view and saying, hey, you know, since it's an open challenge title, I want to face you. And they could have, they could play it off like it's going to be like a legitimate match, one-on-one, no fuckery. Um, Then obviously there is some fuckery because it's MJF where they have the title match and Sean Spears comes in with a chair uh, while the referee's distracted, hits Wardlow in the head, and then MJF becomes the new TNT champion. Uh, I don't know if that's a good I, I idea. Like, like he's world championship material. So sorry for cutting you off that you can't. So like what I want to say is like if you wait too long, you could ruin someone. Like for instance, Braun Strowman, when he was feuding with Roman, I think around 2016, 2017, 2018, one of those three years, he was over. He was like the most over on the roster. But they waited too long to put the title on him, and by the time he won the title, people didn't care. And they 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 found him expendable, and then they released them. So I feel like 2019, 2020, 2021, Warlow was like he was groomed because like with a guy like that, he's a big guy. So it's kind of like you had to be patient with those guys and not force them down our throats because you can either get Batista or who's the other guy that looked like Batista, but um he didn't pan out. Like Vince was high on him. Right. So years. No, 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 no. It was another guy. He like he had the body of Batista. Mason Ryan. Maybe. I think that's his name. I'm not sure. But yeah, so they wanted him to be the next Batista. They they started forcing him down our throats. He wasn't over and then he got released. So I feel like with Warlow, they took their time and now they're gradually like building up building him up, building him up. Now, you know, the crowd is over the he's over, the crowd loves him. But I feel like if you wait too long, we're just gonna stop giving a fuck, and that's just that's just how it is. So I feel like right now is the perfect time because I feel like MJF was next in line to take the title off Hangman, but I feel like they kind of like switched, and I think Punk might be next in line, and then you know, like I don't know. I just feel like if they wait if they wait too long to pull the trigger, it might fuck a Warlow, and then I don't know. I think MJF still next in line to be honest. Like, but the way it's going, it feels like with MJF taking a loss, if MJF beat Punk on Sunday, he would be next in line, right? He would have gone down. But with Punk winning, I don't know, I think think it feels like a way to basically prolong MJF challenging for the title so Hangman can have a longer longer reign, which I'm all here for because Hangman so far is is all hits, no misses, right? And, like, now he kind of needs a real good storyline because, like, I was really into Adam Cole the Adam Cole match like with three weeks of build that isn't a good but 
like he needs something a bit longer. Like, and I think Punk did gesture for the belt right after after he won. So I think we're going Hangman Punk, which is if he wants because I feel like Punk's obviously the biggest Bret Hart mark in town. He could do Bret Hart Roddy Piper right for like that. He could do that kind of match where he, the baby face on baby face. He kind of turns heel in the match. But then turned back face by the end of it. Like I, I don't know. I feel like Punk. If Punk beats Hangman, it would feel a bit off because I think Punk with World Championship is going to happen. But it just doesn't feel like his time. Like I get why from a business point. Like put the title on Punk, get the viewers in, right? But um, that doesn't really feel like AEW's way of booking. So I, I, I just, I, I think MJF still going to be the next World Champion. Just a bit. It's just going to take a bit longer than we thought. I feel like you're correct. That's not AEW's way of booking, but I feel like with Punk's age, he's not getting any younger. You have to maximize the most out of him. And I feel like, you know, for so long, the fans have been wanting, like, a stadium show. I feel like with Punk as champion, you're filling out, mm. I think it's so Maybe Punk takes it from Chicago. Brian. No. Punk oh. takes it from JF. And yeah, maybe if you want a stadium show, you can run Punk Brian for the world championship. See, that's the thing. I felt like it was going to be MJF, and then MJF, uh, Punk was going to take it off MJF. Now I feel like with Punk gesturing the title, you know, and MJF taking a loss, I feel like right now is the perfect time to pull the trigger on Punk, or maybe wait to uh, all in in Chicago in September for Punk to win the mm. title. Because I feel like right, like. They're as hot as they're gonna ever be, and I feel like, you know, you gotta maximize what you, you know. With yeah. Punk, punk, oh, punk, Punk can't go into a lesser feud now. He's just been in like, exactly. Like punk ever since October, he's gone from the Eddie Kingston feud, which is amazing, into what this. Like, that's the thing. Into this incredible MJF feud, which is probably like, it's it's on the level of Hangman Omega, some of my favorite feuds of all time. So, but now, it. He can't really go into a feud lesser, right? He has, he has to go into a, somehow a bigger program because he just won. And the only way I can see him going that's bigger is the world championship. The only problem I see with that is that that world championship, most of the storylines are surrounded by the elite and the Bullet Club. So I don't know how they would be able to... Um, I... I think the only reason that the, the storyline was surrounded by the Elite was because Adam Cole was involved. Like, the, the Bullet Club and the Elite weren't really involved with Brian or Lance Archer, so I don't see why they would be. But um, there was a pitch that I saw earlier, which I'm kind of into, especially, like, so with Jericho kind of stepping up his game again, like, he's obviously in a lot of good sh- bear shape. He had a really good match with Kingston. Uh, I'd be kind of interested to see a Jericho hangman. You know, since like Jericho Hangman was the first ever world title match, which sent Hangman into his downward spiral, it could be cool to see that match again, and then basically Hangman finally like fix the first loss that he had. Like, is, like, would you guys be interested in that? I mean, yeah. To be honest, uh, I've seen someone said that myself. I agree with it. I feel like uh, the rematch. I would have thought it would have happened at uh, Revolution, like the. Um... <clears throat> the rematch but obviously they went with Adam Cole but I would not be mad at that I'm not sure if they're going to go with that for a pay-per-view or they might do that because you know they yeah, always I, I think it's more of an interesting TV feud to be honest yeah I think uh, it might I, I think they might do Punk double or nothing 
or maybe even like if like or they could wait for all out but the problem of waiting for all out is like what do you do with punk in the meantime like the only other like i mean if punk went into a feud of jericho for example that would be cool so. i mean i don't think he will the only other thing i can think of is with regal coming in and like if moxley like so they're doing the danielson dojo which is probably like going to be the best thing they've ever done possibly if it if it, if it reaches potential with regal since Punk said he's here for the young guys, what if Punk, obviously, if Danielson goes full Cobra Kai, which I'm hoping he does, on all these young guys and has them like training and have making them all violent and shit, like I can find a reason why Punk would be against that because like he wants to help the young guys, he don't want to break them. Punk versus the Danielson Dojo is probably I the, like, that's, I that's like the only thing strong. I can see him doing until he gets the World Championship. I feel like it's way too soon. I feel like uh, Tony Khan, he knows what he's doing. He's waiting yeah, I mean, for like Punk a big Punk and Brian haven't show. shared the screen at all. Like Punk versus Brian, that's going to sell out a stadium. Yeah, and I think it's smart that like I, like, I remember last summer when the news broke, we were all saying, oh, like, fuck it, debut them at the same time, you know? Like, lights off, lights on, Punk, Brian, stand the ring together. But in the six months Punk's been back, in the near six months, Brian's been there. They have not been on the same screen once, which kind of crazy because, like, hell, like, I'm not even talking about WWE here. Any other promotion, they would have like boom, put them in the same ring, get those viewers right. Yeah, like that. They, they would not have hesitated. Like, oh, you got Punk and Brian in the same promotion. Fuck it, do the match. Like, run, call Brian, run all these from matches. I, from what but, I understand, um, that's uh Tony Khan like holding it back because. <clears throat> Punk has been on record saying like he's been desperately wanting to tag with um uh, Brian against the Bucks, yeah, like, but what, like, I guess Punk and Brian versus the Bucks is something I really want to see. Yeah, he's waiting on that, which is smart. Like that's one thing. And I, I will say this for Tony: like he he's very he's a very conservative booker, right? Like he um he likes to save shit for the big shows. Like, sometimes it's really good when he does it, and sometimes it can kind of hurt. Like like I'm still pissed that we never got Malachi Black versus Phoenix. Like I'm, I'm pissed we never got Christian versus Cole. Like, there's some matches I just wish he would have booked when he had the chance. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like so, there's a there's two sides to it. But I think keeping Brian and Punk apart is smart because then when you eventually get the face off on the match, it's going to be so much bigger than if you just threw it away in a random dynamite to pop a rating. They like, still have time. I mean, I think I oh, think they've got a lot of time. Of I think like Punk's got is... like Punk's up, Punk's got at least another few years in him. Yeah. Like the way he's wrestling now, it's kind of crazy how good he is. It's almost like he had seven years to prepare. <laughs> yeah. Well, he, he only had more time to prepare for the UFC. We'll, we'll spend a good amount of time on AEW while we move in for the second half of the show to move into uh, WWE. You know, we're on, we're still on the road to WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Uh, have a lot of matches booked these days to have more hall of famers being added to, to that, to the hall of fame card. Uh, is everybody excited for WrestleMania? Is there, no. we're looking forward to seeing <laughs> no. what do you hope to, to see? I mean, to be honest, I said this before, uh, it's kind of like when WrestleMania was harder to watch, I always wanted to like see it, but now it's more accessible. It's like, it's just kind of like, who cares? And not only for that, but like the quality of the show is kind of like you. You could have had Cody, and obviously the the deal fell through. Okay, 
Uh, does Seth Rollins even have a match? You have Johnny Knoxville on the card. Who wants to see that? Um, yeah, I'm really surprised that I I really thought we were gonna last night we were gonna be going Seth KO. You know, maybe a Stone Cold guest ref. And I said I messaged that over to Sophia last night. Um, but that'd be cool. I, I, it, now that it seems like we're just doing the KO show, I don't know where we're going with Seth. How, how does he not have a spot in the card yet? Well, for, from what I understand, he's going to have like a in-ring segment, like a, you know, Miss TV. And then uh, I've seen something about Stone Cold accepting his offer, like to be on it or whatever. I don't even know. It's kind of like, to me, it just feels like WrestleMania is like, it jumped the shark around 2014, 2015. And I'll, like, tell, I'll tell you what it feels like. It kind of feels like they've um, they've gone like it feels like it's a one match card, right? Like they've like, and it's a match that not many people are that interested in from what I've been reading. Like obviously they've gone all in on Brock and Roman, right? And it is it's big time. But the problem is we've seen it like twenty times. So they've gone all in on that match. They've thought, okay, here's the main event: Brock Roman double titles. Like they've put all the stakes in the world on it. But like, does anyone really think Brock's winning? But at the same time. It feels like they've put all their effort into that one storyline, into that one match. It's in the kind of the rest of the card just feels like it's been thrown together. Like Drew McIntyre two years ago was the biggest star in the company, kind of, when he beat Brock. And now he's, like, recently all I can remember him doing is Jinder Mahal and Baron Corbin. Like, Drew oh. McIntyre should have a bigger match on this card. Like, he's he deserves it. Like, the dude's awesome. And, like... I won't. I probably won't be able to name a single other match that I've read from this card. So, like, I, I know this is controversial to say, but when v- Vince Russo was in WWE, he wanted everyone to have something to do. Everyone had a storyline. Even the the you know the cruiserweight guys, the you know the, <clears throat> the you know middle of the pack guys. Everyone had something going on. After he left. Yeah, Paul Heyman with SmackDown, he, you know, he did his thing. And then when he left, it's kind of like after that, it's kind of like it's always been the top guy and then there's everybody else. And like it's even worse today where it's like all Vince cares about. Everyone else is in 50-50 booking hell. Maybe the exception is uh, Edge. Like Roman is the only guy who, who has good booking. Everyone else is in like they'll trade, you know, wins. And it's kind of like. Everyone else is just everyone else. I feel like Roman should get credit because he's carrying that show. Without him, SmackDown would be raw. And it's like, they just, like, at this point, Vince does not care about anyone else except for Roman. And the quality of the show has gone down. Like, I used to watch Raw thinking it was bad like 10 years ago. It's nothing compared to today. What's up, everybody? How you doing, Mars? Another day in paradise. Another day in paradise. Um, Glad to hear it. I agree with what everyone said uh, about WrestleMania. Um, It's all about drawing in casual viewers now. So you throw in a Jake Paul. You throw in a... uh, Who else is is going there? Johnny Knoxville. Uh, The fact that Seth Rollins doesn't have a match, I'm hoping that's because Cody Rhodes is going to come out in the next (laughs) (laughs) But I don't think that's (laughs) happening. Uh, The fact that Happy Corbin or whatever name he is now is in a match with Drew, like you said, Drew beat Brock in, what, a minute two years ago, and now he's fighting Happy Corbin. Uh, It just shows a lack of focus 
with what's going on in the card. The, I mean, the stories are built. Built the WrestleMania around the belt. That's what wrestling has always been about in personal feuds. It's not rocket science, but it seems like they have a bunch of sitcom writers that have no clue who the characters are, what's going on. Doesn't seem like Stone Cold is going to do a full match. So what I expect is the KO show, Booker T, JBL, Stone Cold will come out, drop their finishers, and that'll be it for KO. And instead, we'll get a Johnny Knoxville match. So, <laughs> Pretty much. The one thing I'm really glad that they kind of reversed course with this past week on SmackDown was I thought that we were going to go see Johnny Knoxville and Sami Zayn as a title match. You know, at least Ricochet coming in and winning the Intercontinental Championship kind of changed that course. I mean, that's what everyone thought. I to be honest, I thought Knoxville's going to win. I thought he was going to win. <laughs> I thought he was going to win the belt. I'm glad that's not going to happen now. I think that's almost a guarantee. Johnny Knoxville is definitely winning that match now, though. See, but that's what I notice about WWE is kind of like they're like going the total opposite of AEW, and I feel like that's why people like <clears throat> are turning to AEW because of they've rather focused on like the sports entertainment aspect of it and like the casual viewer versus the in ring work and people wrestlers people care about it's like i stopped watching wwe because i felt like my intelligence was being insulted it's like i don't know i just like certain people like for roman i could watch a segment like i don't feel like he's that good of a promo to everyone that makes him out to be but that's my opinion but like everyone else is kind of like like the just the writing is so terrible like i don't know just the promos i it, it just makes me cringe Kenny, you got your hand up. Go ahead. So, one thing we have to realize is this, right? WWE is never going to go back to the way it was when we when we saw it as as kids, right? We had the whole Attitude Era, mm-hmm. we, the girls that brought panties matches, you know, um, and and now you kind of like all the stuff that we loved about like just like the the violence of wrestling, we get that in AEW. If you want to take your kids to a, a show and make sure they're they're gonna have a good time and their minds are entertained, you take them to WWE. Yeah, but that's the thing though. It's kind of like, like I feel like AEW is way edgier, of course, but they 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 push the edge. They don't like mm. they don't go like fall so far deep where it's like okay, well I can't let my kids watch this. It's like it's it's edgier. But it's like they're not like having women in bra and panties and just like blood every segment. It's like not cursing every segment. It's like hey, they come come on now. They do they do blood whoa, 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 whoa. every no, no, no. week. On, no, but I'm saying they do yeah. they do blood of course. But it's not like I'm sorry, it's not I gotta like call excessive. On that. Like my whole point is like I don't expect WWE to be to go back to the attitude area. Like, that's just not realistic. It's not going to happen, especially in today. Like, <laughs> the stuff that people tweet out and, like, the reaction it gets, imagine if they did that today. Like, it's just not going to happen. I understand that. You don't need to be rated R for me to watch or be entertained. Like like I said, AEW, like, yes, sometimes they push the edge, but they're not so far out there where it's like, oh, I can't, you know, I can't watch that with my nieces. I can't watch that with 
whoever. They're not like, ECW, basically. Exactly. It's not okay. ECW. Yeah. Like, like, it's not so far out there where it's like, okay, well, you know, the product. Like, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. I mean, for for me, like, watching so many different companies and, you know, what they're doing right now, it kind of makes sense of what where WWE wants to go right now, right? They want to go where the money is. They want to go where families are going to watch, right? So they want their, especially where, where Vince had said on the Pat McAfee show, he was like, if you want to be a wrestler, you could be a wrestler, but do you want to be a WWE entertainer? Like, that's <laughs> To me, I was just like, you know what? That shit makes sense. Because you know why? Because guess what? If Sasha Banks was in AEW, would he, would she be doing roles right now for Star Wars? No. Would Roman Reigns be doing stuff with Disney? No. You know what I mean? Like, would Stone Cold Steve Austin be doing the things that he does, like, after he, he finished wrestling? No. I would love to see the people in AEW, what, they would, what they're going to do after they leave AEW. See, but that's the thing. You we could be a great... You could be a great wrestler. We have. You, you could be. Hold on, and I'll let you finish. You could be a great wrestler and be loved by fans, or you could be a great entertainer and be loved by millions. Okay. Okay. Listen. Listen. I understand WWE's reach is way higher than AEW's. I get that, but you got to remember, it's a three-year-old company. Like, it's not like you know, WWE has been something since. From what I understand, like the '60s, and then they became WWF in like the '80s, and Vince took over. And I'm not exactly sure, but it's been around for like a long time. It's like it's built, it's built into like uh, American culture, right? Like AEW is like you know, it's it's striving. It has its fan base, but it's not there yet. I I get what you're saying, but at the same time, it's kind of like. But okay, so. So let me let me put it to you this way, okay. So like right now, AEW is not a publicly traded company. He said right? they're, not, they're not they're not looking for like a whole bunch of investors to sit there and invest so much money into a company and see what they're going to get back as far as revenue. When that happens, and they decide and they say, you know what, we're going to need more people to sponsor this, right? We're going to need more investors, and they become a public traded company. Do you think half the stuff that we see now is actually going to happen? Well, for for you know to start off, Tony Khan said he'll never go public, so there's and, that, and that's, and that's why he would never have the reach of WWE. I wouldn't see that. Okay, I would, right. see that. we'll see that. We'll see that in a couple of years. And what about um? So you know the woman who owns the Lakers, right? She has her promotion. Wow which is an all-women's promotion, and she has, like, really big plans. I mean, she has a, such a big platform, having, like, one of the best basketball teams in the world to push the oh, women that are signed. Yeah, to, to push the women who are signed to WOW. I think she just got a deal on TV for them, from what I heard. So, like, that's, like, amazing. And I see, like, even Thunder. I know a lot of people were talking about Thunder earlier. Sorry, I was listening. Uh, she's got her own promotion. I know right now it's pretty indie, but, like, it's gaining momentum. But then it's also sad because why? Because then it's almost, like, segregating the women, like, all these just women promotions. Like, do you think they're going to have massive turnouts? Like, no. I love women in wrestling, but are they going to be drawing, like, crazy numbers if it's just all women? 
I mean, to be honest, like, uh, I feel like AEW was an anomaly where it's like, like, the elite were like the hottest thing in wrestling. So it's like that Tony Khan banked on that. And of course, Chris Jericho was, you know, in the fold where like the, the their fan base became, you know, they t- they cherry picked the elite's fan base and, you know, they came along with AEW. Uh, as far as like, wow, I, like I feel like there's a limited fan base, and then on top of that, it's only women, so that's like you cut your fan base even more. So I just don't know. Like I know that you know there's an audience for everything, but if you want to be you know compete with like Impact and AEW and these other promotions, you, like all, all women's promotion is just not it's not gonna it's not gonna cut it. Like it might be successful for what it is, but it's not gonna it, be able to compete with the top companies. I don't think their goal is to compete. I I think their goal is to give an alternative and have, you know, places like where Tessa Blanchard, because she's toxic and she's the face of WOW. So it's given a place like Tessa Blanchard to wrestle. AJ, AJ, um, CM Punk's wife is going to be a commentator. So it's given a place and an alternative for some women that may not, be in WWE, may not be in TNA, or I'm sorry, Impact, or any of these others. So I, I don't think the goal is to compete. I think it's just to give an alternative and put a focus on women. I think if marketed right, it's one thing Jenny Buss and the Lakers know how to do is market. So I, I think it, it's going to be a success. Hold on. So I want to I wanna say one thing. So, like, see, but it's an American promotion. So, like, for instance, stardom is successful, but it's in Japan. So like it's not on it's not it won't be on par with how you base it in America. Like for, to me, I feel like Stardom is successful. The roster is incredible, but like for a startup company, you're not gonna have a hundred Tessa Blanch Tessa Blanchers. You're gonna have one Tessa Blanchard, and then you're gonna fill the roster up with whatever you could grab out there. Cause like the the top whoever's like the best woman in America. They're in Impact. They're in AEW. They're in WWE. So you're only gonna have a you know wrestlers with a limited skill set until maybe if they're successful over the years, you know they could train wrestlers or sign whoever. I'm not sure what their budget is, but it's kind of like in America things are the standards are different. Like Stardom is successful in Japan. Will it be successful in America? We don't know. But I'm not sure. Wow, it's gonna be you know, for the the standards that we think is is successful, is gonna be viewed as that. If that makes sense. All right, we got a couple old guys that have been waiting. Uh, we got David, then we got Ultimate Sports Talk, and then Kenny. Guys, go ahead. Uh, I think Ultimate had his hand up first. So. Okay, Ultimate Sports Talk. Go ahead. Yeah, so, you know, I think we kind of strayed off of the the original topic. I know you wanted to talk about WrestleMania, and we ended up going into an AEW. Oh, we don't do that here. (laughs) But, I mean, I, for me, I mean, I'm, yes, you know, they're putting all their eggs in the basket of Reigns and Lesnar, and, you know, that is what it is. I'm excited about the the Edge-AJ Styles match. Um I'm excited about Rousey and Flair. I really don't think there's any way now that Flair 
can have a bad WrestleMania match. Um, I'm excited about that. Now, yeah, Rousey just came back, but I comparing her comeback to Becky's comeback, I think she's in way better shape. I think she can go a full match um, without the delay that, that Becky had. Um, so I'm excited about that. Um, I'm not thrilled with Becky Lynch, but I am thrilled with Bianca. So I think that's still going to be a good match. And I, I hope that they do something better with Bianca. I know that, you know, she's been chasing since SummerSlam. Um, so I, I hope they do something with her. Otherwise, I, you know, if she doesn't win at WrestleMania, I really don't know what's next for her. There's, I mean, what's she going to do? F- continue to fight the dewdrops of the world? I mean, I, I really don't know what's next. So, you know, those three matches I'm, I am excited about. I'm curious to see where they go. Um, and, you know, I, they haven't officially announced it yet, but Finn Balor and Damian Priest, I think, you know, based on what I saw on Raw, I think that's going to be another fantastic match if they do end up booking it, which, you know, all signs seem to point to that's what's going to happen. So, you know, and I like the Damian Priest heel turn. I, you know, I really feel like he's been a heel for a while anyway. Um, It's more just he's now calling it out and blaming the fans and whatever. Um, But I think he can go. Finn Balor can go. I mean, that's money. So I'm I'm excited about what they're building up. Now, some of it's going to be junk. We know that. Um, But there are other matches on the card, you know, given that it's two nights that I'm excited about. And you guys are right. They didn't they haven't announced anything yet for Seth Rollins. You know, Shinsuke is not on the card yet. Um, They've got talent that they can do something with that hasn't been announced. And they got two nights to fill. So, you know, I think there's going to be more more to come and hopefully they do some good things with it. They haven't announced anything yet, and I don't know if this is something they plan on bringing back or not, is like the Andre the Giant Battle Royal and the Women's Battle Royal. So for especially for talent that doesn't have anything, will they get that chance to shine this year like like they normally do? Uh, David, I think you had your hand up next. Uh, Yeah, no, I just wanted to like since we're on the topic of WWE and stuff like that, uh, you know, Kenny was, you know, brought up some good points earlier about how WWE is like the powerhouse compared to AEW. And that, and that's a fair point to make. I just, it's just like, I don't like it when people compare AEW to WWE. Cause to me, that's like conspiring, uh, uh, comparing ESPN to like Fox sports. It's just one's been around longer, so obviously one's going to have better numbers than the other. Um, and if that's fine if you want to go towards the entertainment side of it. But, I mean, why why even call yourself a wrestling company at this point? I mean, most I, I've watched the shows. Most, if, if you guys like commercials, that's, that's the show to, for you to watch. But <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> right. Uh, but I mean, I don't know. Like, if I were to have somebody, if I were to have two people sit down and one person watch Revolution and the other person watch the Royal Rumble that just happened, who do you think will say? Who do you think will say what show is more fun? Yeah, to be honest, uh, 
like I know everyone has been waiting to talk, but there's a UFC fighter who saw uh, Danielson versus Moxley, and she said like normally when she sits through a wrestling show, it's like oh my god, this is so fake. But she said she watched that match and it made her like, oh I like this. So just you know it goes on par with what you saying. I know myself. I enjoyed Revolution way more than I enjoyed the Royal Rumble, but. I mean, I, AEW for me is consistently the better show out of the week than, than WWE. So that could just be my taste. You know, there might be somebody that watches both. And uh, we might even have some of them in this room right now that think that WWE is a lot better than, than AEW. Kenny, I think you were up next. Uh, no, I think it was Mike. I'm going to pass it off to him because he's been waiting forever. All right. Go ahead, Mike. Uh, I just wanted to say... Uh... You know, with AEW possibly, like, having something with HBO Max, like, if that happens for AEW, I think that changes the game. And then that does make them more into, you know, being able to go into, like, an entertainment sphere. Um, Just that'd be a lot of eyes on the product. And if that's something AEW does pull off, I think that does change the game and make them more competitive with WWE. I would love that. I, I actually, me and a couple of my friends the other day were talking about that uh, on the podcast saying that, you know, HBO used to have uh, boxing after dark on Saturday nights. You know, already HBO has a, a pretty stacked Sunday night card with their original shows. You know, if they could get the content on HBO Max and then maybe move even the events to HBO to air on Saturday nights, I think that would be a huge get as well. What are your thoughts on that? Um, I mean, it seems like with them buying ROH, like maybe that's the plan. They have more content, you know, to put on a streaming deal with HBO Max. But, you know, it seems like, you know, their TBS and getting a bigger deal, you know, HBO is under that umbrella and above them. So it is possible that they're catching their eye because they're already making the content and it's owned under the same company. So it's possible that they could put it on there. And I don't see why Tony Khan would be against it. Or I think BuzzTube, I think you were up next. Sorry if I'm going out of order. I'm just kind of going the way that I'm seeing them pop up. <laughs> I was going to say, like, I uh, I agree with everyone on here because like, wrestling started in 1980 as uh, AEW because I've been watching wrestling the past 24 years in the making. It was AJ Styles, like, every single person who's been watching wrestling yeah, I've been watching wrestling all my life, for real. I, I'm I'm a lifelong fan here. I I started in 1990, and you know had some peaks and valleys in between, but been watching pretty consistently ever since. Yeah, like I know like everyone on here like been a big fan of WWE. Like, WWE is a big main event like WrestleMania, like for Randy Orton and Matt Riddle. Like, they took the win over Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens. Like, like Randy Orton and Matt Riddle doesn't deserve to go on to WrestleMania because they took the tag team titles for a reason on last Monday Night on Raw. It's not fair to people or watching on TV or on live TV and stuff. It's not fair to people like that. I agree with you. I, that wasn't the, the direction I really wanted to see it go, but 
unfortunately, we're not the ones with the pencil right now writing it either. <laughs> yeah, I know. Wait, I've been I've been watching it like on a Monday night at eight o'clock. It just I got TO'd and I got upset and and that's my final story right now. Anybody else? Did they like uh, the direction of the tag, the Raw tag title match last night, or is that what everybody pretty much thought was going to happen? I didn't expect that to happen, but I was actually pretty surprised, and I dug it. But I'm also a huge supporter in the idea of different, just something out of left field, not like throw everything up against the wall and see what sticks. Kind of different, but. Let's as soon as we think we're as soon as we have everyone think we're going to turn left. Oh, hey, surprise! We're going to turn right. You know, just because yeah, it, we've all like we all said in here, we've all been lifelong fans, so we've all obviously been around the block once or twice and have seen just about everything there is to be seen. So every now and then, doesn't hurt to have a surprise or two. It's a valid point. I'll give you that. I personally am not a fan of non-tag teams, period. Like, WWE is known to throw two wrestlers that don't really have anything to do and make them champs. And I go back to the logic. I never feel like they should beat an actual tag team. So I'm, I'm not a fan of that. I'm from the age of Road Warriors and the Rockers and actual tag teams that just stayed together for the rest of their career. So I, I, I'm not a big fan of that, but I, I must admit, I love RK bro. I love what they're doing in this heel turn. Whoever turns heel, hopefully it's riddle and not Randy. I, I, I think it's going to be phenomenal. I mean, to be honest, they used to do it very well in like the early and mid two thousands, like with Sloan Cole, triple H, um, Kane and uh, X-Pac. Like, I feel like, they knew how to do it early on. Now it's just kind of like they throw two people together just for them to have something to do. Like the fact that Sasha is in the you know forming a tag team with Naomi. No, no, no offense against Naomi. I don't have anything against her. But it's like Sasha Banks to me is like she's the next Rock as far as like breakout star in Hollywood and all that. Like why I don't understand why Vince doesn't like. Put a, a jetpack on her back and like send her to the moon. I don't understand it. I don't get that either. I I think she's good. I I just don't think that like you said the rocket the rocket pack on her. I don't think he's given that to her yet either. You know what though? I feel like he knows. Like at some point, she's not gonna need WWE, and he's just like, nah, I'm not gonna. <clears throat> like I'm not gonna give her that. Like I, that's my that's my way of thinking because it's kind of like, to me, she's like the best woman's wrestler, her and Charlotte. Like, there's like she looks like a star. She is a star. It's like, wouldn't you want her to be like the, in the forefront of your women's division? Like, I just don't get it. Keep in mind, though, she's hurt a lot, and <clears throat> Vince does not like that. He, if he That's wants a, a wrestler that he can depend to be on everything. So she's hurt a lot, and she almost quit like four times. So I, I I think that's something where Vince looks at and he wants to keep her happy, but he doesn't want to put too much behind her. 
because he never knows when she's going to take her ball and go home or she's going to be injured. But and you know what, though? You know what, though? I, I don't like that. That or have a hissy fit and cry in the middle of a flock around floor. Uh, listen, I, listen. I, they said that wasn't true, so I'm just gonna say that's a rumor. But to me, it's kind of like she has a point. It's kind of like to me, I look at her like she's like a breakout star. It's like she should be treated as such. Like the fact that like she's always losing, she win the title and then she'll lose in like under a month. And like, what is her WrestleMania streak? She lost like four WrestleManias in a row. I don't Guys, know. what happened to it's what happened like, to Kelly? Kelly like. Did she leave? What happened to her? Like she's one of my favorites. <laughs> I mean, who knows? What literally nobody knows what happened to her. I mean, I don't know. Who was that? I didn't hear the name. Wait, Kelly Kelly. 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 <laughs> oh, she's she's done. What? She'll be done again. Like that was that was just a, a rumble. A one off. That's it. Wait, so, wait, she's still in the industry or not? No. Oh. Wait, why? Like, I used to watch WWE, but then, like, as I, like, grew, I saw that, like, it wasn't the way they were acting. It wasn't that good. So it just changed my perception of looking at at, at, at the same as I used to before. So, like, the way they punch, like, they go with a hand like that. I don't know. How to, they sway it a certain way, and it's just, like, weird. So it just, like, ruins the mood for me. So... I don't know what to say, guys. Like, it just doesn't seem real anymore for me. What should I do? Uh, watch AEW. <laughs> Wait, what is that? <laughs> I actually don't I know what joking. that is. I, actually I hope you're joking. I actually don't. Is it like... You're trolling right now. Stop playing. I swear, I don't... Is it like, um, boxing? <laughs> Why? I don't know what that is. I'm dead. <laughs> Um, so, did you guys ever see a, a WrestleMania in real life? Okay, KB and Mansoor, you both requested. Is there anything that you wanted to talk about? Oh, first, well, first of all, guys, how y'all doing today? Everybody all right? Good. How you doing, KB? Doing all right. Doing all right. I appreciate you bringing me up to speak. I really appreciate that. Uh, basically, I'm just basically I'm just sitting here thinking. Well, not just sitting here thinking, but. Who who in here watched Revolution, the whole five-hour pay-per-view, including the pre-show on Sunday night? I did. Okay. I did, too. Okay. Judging judging by what we got on Sunday night and knowing the card that we have for both nights of WrestleMania, which which one do you guys think is going to be better, the Revolution five-hour pay-per-view or the WrestleMania pay-per-view that we're getting for both nights? WrestleMania pay-per-view. AEW Dynamite is better than WrestleMania. I mean, the reason that's I say this, I mean, anybody that's been in space with me knows that I'm very critical of what WWE does, and it's not because I hate WWE. I don't. It's just I know that they can do better, and they, for some reason, refuse not to. And that, and, and that, and the, that, and yeah, that like mind they, boggles me. They kept Kelly Kelly out for no reason. The worst thing that ever happened to WWE was them getting a billion-dollar deal. That was the worst thing that ever happened to them because they feel like they don't have to, like they're <clears throat> their fans. They're gonna watch regardless. Like they felt like that before they had the the big billion dollar deal. Mm-hmm. But like when, once they got the billion dollar deal, it's kind of like, oh well, fuck you. We could do whatever you want if you if you do, if you want to watch. That's cool. 
Mm-hmm. But you know, when you, you can complain, and when we know you're still gonna watch, so it's like, why? It's like also to be fair to them, it's kind of like, yeah, we want Kofi to be the champion, and then I mean Big E to be the champion, and when Big E became the champion, people became disinterested. It's like people want one thing, and then when they get it, it's kind of like they're like, eh, we don't care anymore. But also, that's kind of like. Not an excuse, also, because mm-hmm. uh, with AEW, like we get everything that we want, and it's like, yeah, we like that. So it's like it's a it's a you know it's a double edged sword, basically. Exactly. I see what you're saying, and I respect them. And at the same time, I'm keep, I keep thinking that with when it comes to AEW, it's like we yeah, we as wrestling, I can't speak for anybody else in here, but I have been asking and begging for compelling storytelling from WWE. And we got that with NXT Black and Gold, and for some reason Vince could did not get behind it. I won't get into too much detail why, but with AEW, we're just like everything we you we that we've been screaming for, we're getting that with AEW. You know what I'm saying? And WWE, they have the roster. That's what I don't understand. They have probably if you look up and down their up and down their roster, probably the best roster of of, of, of talented wrestlers in the world. And for the life of me, I don't understand. What is the what is the problem? Why are you giving us subpar programming? Why are you giving us rematches week after week after week after week after week? You know what I'm saying? That's my only problem. Because I feel I feel like Vince Vince basically like the way he looks at it is like he he doesn't want to build stars and then have them leave. Because from what I understand, I don't remember who it was. I think it was um. It might have been Jim Cornette or somebody close to Vince uh, during the Attitude Era that once Vince Russo left uh, WWE, WWF at the time for WCW, like he was so hurt behind that. He said he'll never, ever like allow anyone to like make him feel like that again. So basically, like after that, he just felt like, oh, well, it's just me. I don't need anybody. Well, it's, so it's like you brought up creating- the way he looks at it. Like that's another reason why I think he treats Sasha like that because he like, like someone's pointed out like Sasha wants to quit four times. It's kind of like, well, I'm not gonna build you up, and then one day you decide you want to leave, and then you go to AEW and you just give them all this exposure. Well, you brought up creating stars, and the the perfect example of that is Jade Cargill. The woman's only been in the, in wrestling for about a year and a half, and already, and I'm, I'm, I might be wrong for this, but it's just my opinion. Jade Cargill is a better women's champion than her own champion Britt Baker, better uh, cha- better champion than Becky, and better than and a better champion than Charlotte right now. I care more about Jade Cargill than the other three champions right now. I mean, KB, can I have some of what you're smoking, please? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Again, I just said it's my opinion. It's my opinion. It's my opinion. To be fair, I feel like he's saying like. Like the way he, the way she's represented, she looks like a star. Maybe that's the point yes, trying to yes. get across. The way the way that she's presented, yes. Yeah, okay, yeah, I yeah, I get that. Like to me personally, I love Britt Baker, but I get what you're saying. Can I say something? Go ahead. I think now WWE has lack of cre- creativity. That's we true. can see that week after week they like. I agree what KB said that they have rematches after rematches. So in my perspective. The way they handle the business right now is not for a promoting a show more than like they want to just sell a seat. You know, if you agree with them, what I'm saying, 
like we see a lot of the roster are superstars and with high quality but they put them in a place where they can be goofy and funny and they, they like they can't mode them if we can see that Drew McIntyre in 2020 was the, the WWE champion and it was a bad thing for him because of the COVID and he did not get the push from the fan like he was expecting but when the fan came out again in 2021 what did they happen they demoted same thing in AEW. The only thing that are different is in AEW, they are a freedom of creativity for allowing the superstar to perform at the high level and also to say what he wants to say. Like, for example, when they brought up uh, CM Punk again, he did not give him any script and he laid down like a pipe bomb in front of everybody. And we can see how he can, he, he and MJF, uh, promote a good show right now same thing for Chris Jericho we can see it right now Charlotte Flair Sasha Banks there are a lot of superstars but with bad creativity and the same thing happened if you can see the Royal Rumble the last Royal Rumble was very disaster very disaster like they had no plan Randy Orton and Matt Riddle okay they are uh, representing a very good team the RK Pro but they should be bro- broken up from a long time ago and to put to have a good booking at WrestleMania, whether Randy Orton was the heel or Matt Riddle. In my respect, I hope to see Matt Riddle as the heel, but they have did not see, they didn't do anything about it. That's true. I was I was thinking the other day about this that I wonder if they're keeping RK Bro together because they knew that they were going to end up breaking up uh, uh, Seth and and Kevin. You know, maybe they didn't want to do two tag team t- style breakups at the same time you know, going into Wrestlemania I, I don't know but that's, I mean, to be that honest, was my thought that, that company they don't know what they're doing next week they didn't know what they were doing last week so it's kind of like it's hard to tell Vince changes his mind on the fly you never know what that guy I mean Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins it's very obvious that they are going to be temporary tag team but the way they handle uh, the creativity is very bad like they are not bringing back Steve Austin Okay, maybe it's a good step like we have some of the legends, but he cannot uh, perform at the highest level with Kevin Owens. I mean, the guy is almost 56 years old. What can he do? And also, they have ruined the brand and the image of WrestleMania when they are put it in two nights. They should stick with one night when the fans are coming right now. Yeah. You're not going to get an argument out of me on this one. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. Do you think Cody Rose is going to come back to the WWE? Who? Cody Rose. Uh, I feel like they had him, but I, you know, Cody, Cody is smart enough to get reassurances, and I feel like they weren't like willing to give him that because, from what I understand, they they were willing to offer him three million dollars, but like he's not Kevin Owens, he's not uh, AJ Styles, he's not just going to take the money. He's going to be smart about it because. You can't go from AEW, you know, starting up your own company on your back and then going to, you know... To become uh, Stardust again. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, it's just like, I don't think they're going to make him Stardust, but like, pretty much embarrassing him, just like they did his father. It, it'll be history repeating itself. And I feel like he he's not going to fall into that trap. I, I don't blame him, though. If they give him a WWE championship, or at least they can, he can bring... 
uh, bring up the old, the Intercontinental Champion with a new run, that will be awesome. Nah, I feel like he's above the Intercontinental, yeah. Intercontinental Champion. I feel like he's above the U.S. Championship. Mm. Honestly, I think he I, at least did that his last run. You know, he kind of brought some prestige back in there, into the Intercontinental did. title again. But, yeah, it's I don't know. I'm hoping he doesn't go back to WWE, you know. If he's not going, if he's not sticking around with AEW, um, I, I don't know what his future is really going to be. But hopefully, it's something. It's Same something thing because Jericho. I hope he can come back to WWE again. At least he can finish his career over there. Yeah, I, I think him and Vince are close enough to where, you know, if he decides to leave AEW at some point, I think he would do that. Like, uh, I don't know. To be honest, like, I want, I wanted Cody Rhodes to stay. Uh, AEW, of course, but when the news broke that he might be going to, to WWE, I wasn't against it because, it, like, I felt like it was exciting, it was fresh, but the thing that ruined it for me is, like, WWE took advantage of it and just, like, kept teasing it. They teased that Madison Square Garden. The Miz, they had the Miz tease it. They had Edge tease it. It's kind of got to the point where, like, listen, if you're trying to sell tickets, if you had them, he would have came out already. And not like even if you do have them, by the time he gets there, I'm not gonna be interested because it's kind of like you overdid it. Like you should have just let let it breathe and let people speculate. Even if he's not gonna show up, just don't say anything. People are gonna believe that he's gonna come. But like the fact that they're teasing it and he hasn't showed up, they don't have him. So it's kind of like I just don't care anymore. And I feel like if he, now it's to the point if he goes back to AEW, it's kind of like he's like. He has his tail tucked between his legs and just crawling back. It's like, I don't want, I, honestly, I want him to have an indie run and then maybe possibly go back to AEW. But him going to AEW right away, back to AEW right away, it's kind of mm-hmm. like, yeah, it's kind of like, it's a bad look. If he ever really left AEW to begin with, we don't know. <laughs> no, no, no. You know what? That's, that's, that's a possibility. But I feel like the fact that he didn't show up at Revolution. Or like have anything to do with like the whole Ring of Honor announcement? Yeah, but don't or, forget Ring of Honor's got their pay per view coming up uh, in April too. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 true. Like if he doesn't save show a big up, moment for that. Yeah, if he doesn't show up there, then I don't I don't know. Yeah. Well, guys, everybody, thank you very much for tuning in. I think we're in a. I thought there was a great conversation. I think we're gonna call it a night on there. Uh, so thank you for tuning in Twitter spaces. You know, we're here every Tuesday. Hope you guys return. All right, everybody have a good night. Thank you. All right, guys, rock out. All right, guys, that'll do it for Twitter spaces Tuesday. Join us every Tuesday on Twitter spaces. You can find us on Twitter at dumb marks pod and at vocal mind. Sophia, the dumb marks podcast is live every Saturday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. Visit dumbmarkspod.com for all the links and all Dumb Marks content. Until next time.